was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2007. Say, doing some research on why Motley Crue's not in and, you know, maybe some politics involved in that one. But maybe, you know, Van Halen, or uh, I'm sorry, Motley Crue not getting in, maybe saving Vince Neil a little bit of an embarrassment because he isn't exactly carrying a tune as much as he used to. Uh, he's a bit sloppy with his frontman skills. He's, he's put on some weight, but it's like he has a tough time keeping up with the song with the lyrics. He runs out of breath. Worst frontman of a 90s, 80s, 90s era band. Vince Neil, Axl Rose. Discuss amongst yourselves. Axl because you thought he was immature? <laughs> Or you think he's just not talented? Oh, no. He's also now uh, someone who barely can keep his breath. I heard him. Well, okay. So when I saw Guns N' Roses, which, by the way, nobody was more shocked than I am. or And I was. When I heard Guns N' Roses was getting back together, when I was at the Howard Stern Show, mm-hmm. one of the last celebrities I met to have him sign a release was Slash. And his agent or whoever was in the room with and publicist or whatever uh was asking so do you, you know what uh you know what howard's gonna ask i was like i was, I was like nervous i was like oh you know might bring up you know oh you, you always hear about guns and roses getting back together and slash looked up wasn't wearing sunglasses his eyes he's like yeah that's not gonna ever happen <laughs> because for those that don't know axel and slash yeah. had been feuding for years yep it's amazing guess what, what money will do. Exactly. Getting $5 million a show. Right. Or something like that to get back together and, and tour around these NFL stadiums. That is so intimidating. Having Slash look up at you and say that, to you, that would scare me so bad. Without sunglasses on. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you get to stare into his eyes as he says it. Which, by the way, I was one of the few that got to see his actual eyes. I don't remember what color they were, but to see his actual eyes without sunglasses, I think I was the first person to do that. You would have to go back and watch the November Rain music video to see that. Mitch was smitten. <laughs> How do you look into his eyes and not remember what color they are? It was, I don't know. Was it like I just stared into him and got lost? But Cue um, careless whisper. He also didn't wear his top hat. <laughs> well, I mean, if he's wearing headphones in the studio, why wear the top hat? I can't remember what hat he was wearing, but it wasn't his top hat, like his signature look. So he was going obscure, basically. It was like, it's like his sweatpants. Like if that's his right, that would be his sweatpants look. Yeah, you know what Dressed I mean. Dressed down. Yeah. <laughs> he was really nice. I I I met him again the next day and took a picture with him. Sirius XM has it. Have never seen that picture, but it's also with Miles Kennedy, who's uh, his frontman when he tours as Slash. Mm-hmm. And Miles will cover, he'll do the singing on a lot of covers for Guns N' Roses. But I saw Guns N' Roses at Arrowhead Stadium five or six years ago, and I thought Axel sounded pretty good. Alice in Chains opened for him. Mm-hmm. It was a great show. I thought Guns N' Roses was on 30 minutes too long, 
because I didn't think they really had the material to fill two and a half hours. I just know that Axel fronting ACDC drew a lot of comments regarding his weight. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He's an older guy, put on a little bit of weight. I mean, I've got no room to talk. I will admit that. I remember seeing him on stage and... They they do the uh, they do the thing you've seen many bands do it where like the singer will go up to the guitarist and like kind of sing with them and like put back to back together mm-hmm. and just kind of be buddies for a minute. I was like, yeah, they're faking it. Yeah, right. They're up there faking it. All for the show, baby. All for the dough. But apparently they're really cool now. I I, I did some reading like Axel and and Slash are cool now and buried the hatchet just not hatchet. in each other's head. Yeah, they worked it all out. So hey, good for them. After what was it? When basically Slash was kicked out. Or was it the other way around? No, because uh, Chinese democracy was still Guns N' Roses. So I totally forget about that one. It was Axel wiping everybody else out of the game. Duff McKagan? Yeah. Duff is cool. Mm -hmm. He's talking about a guy that loves dad jokes. (laughs) Duff McKagan. He does one for... uh, Every episode of Chris Jericho's podcast, and it's okay. Uh, all right, welcome back to the game hour two. I love talking rock and roll music, hard rock, heavy metal, whatever. Uh, Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, and Sage Williams with you. Another thing I did want to bring up: what it does have to do with sports, but also video games. And I thought it was interesting today. FIFA greedy once again has decided to part ways with EA Sports, so EA is no longer going to be making FIFA, the soccer video game, which breaks my heart. Because I know EA and EA Sports, Electronic Arts, is not perfect. They have released a lot of sports games, especially recently, that don't meet up to expectations. They're a bit sloppy. Madden. Full of bugs. Madden. Uh, Also, the hockey game is really weird, the NHL game. Uh, But Madden has been really sloppy. I've not enjoyed a Madden game for quite some time. But man, did they hit a home run every year with FIFA. FIFA was the best sports game that they made. And I believe they actually worked on it in Sweden. And they, they every year, FIFA was, is so much fun to play. It is smooth. I've hardly dealt with any bug issues. Just fun. Overall, a fun game that I could play all the time. I play every year, the new FIFA game every year. And so 2023 is going to be the last one, and then they're moving on. So here's what I just hope they do. All that effort they put in to making FIFA so good, hopefully they put that into when they revamp the college football game because that's Mm. going to be in 14 months. Hopefully that game is an absolute banger like the previous ones were. When the last one we got, what, was 13? It's been too long, so it's been 10 years, 11 years since we've had a video game or we're going to have a college football video game. They were always great. Very little issues. I don't like, like, the most overrated sports game I've ever played is NBA 2K. I understand why, like, basketball players and sports enthusiasts love it. But as a gamer, it's not that great. Right. So hopefully that's another one that can... I remember the 2K games, games, I believe that was used to be (laughs) Sega Mm -hmm. that made those, like the NFL. Those were excellent games. So Sega, maybe uh, pick up uh, old FIFA? That'd be pretty cool, right? FIFA needs to get off their high horse, by the way. Why? They're the ones that broke that deal. Why? Did they they not understand they had a a fantastic thing going for them and they blew it? 
you want the organization that is historically almost as corrupt as the Olympic Committee to get off a high horse. Well, and the thing is, like, as far as I understand, like, (laughs) I I believe, like, I'm sure EA Sports is still going to make a soccer game, but it's not going to be like the FIFA brand. It's going to be, with the imaging, it's going to be a lot different. I mean, but honestly, it's not going to have the same feel to it, I'm sure. Hopefully they'll give them names like the old Nintendo unlicensed games would give. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Remember some of that gobbledygook, say, on uh, uh, Junior's uh, baseball game? Other than Ken Griffey, everybody was a made-up name. My uh, K-State quarterback six years into my dynasty on on, uh, NCAA 13 was Jet Morrison or something like that. <laughs> really random names. All right, let's get to some uh, sports here because I, I do want to talk about some K-State football, Big 12 football, because we have some odds out. And here we go, guys, because it's that time of the year where you start seeing these odds rolling out, and it, it, it reminds you like the odds feel like they just looked up some Big 12 preview on Athlon or somewhere. Mm-hmm. And didn't realize it was actually from January. So there's two of them. The first one I want to get to, this is from betonline.ag, which just, you know, website you can go bet on sports. Yep. Which, hey, guys, hopefully in a couple of months, sports is going to be legal to bet on in Kansas. Bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it. Listen up. Viable information coming your way. So according to betonline.ag... And this is the over, uh, I'm sorry, the betting odds for who's going to win the Big 12 this year. K-State's not at the top of the list. They're not in the top five. They're not in the top eight. K-State comes in as the ninth best team, according to betonline.ag, to win the Big 12 at 50 to 1 odds. I knew, K-State fans, I knew exactly that's what you wanted to hear. It's once again another example. Here's the thing. I know K-State fans don't like this. It's year after year. You hate seeing these odds come out. You feel like K-State's getting disrespected once again, year after year. How could you put K-State ninth? Of course they're not going to finish that low. Here's the thing. I love it. I love seeing it. First of all, I love the bulletin board material. I'm a big believer in bulletin board material. The disrespect. Mm -hmm. Eat it up. But hey, guys, like I mentioned, hopefully sports gambling is going to be legal in Kansas soon. Go rake in that cash. Now, maybe not so much on this one. I mean, 50 to 1 odds, it's it's intriguing. And it's somewhat inviting me in to be like, oh, yeah, let me put 20 bucks down on that. Coach Kleiman and the Cats win it all. Win the Big 12 this year. I'm making $1,000. But also, what you're going to love to hear as well, Texas is second in the betting odds at 2 to 1. Oh, for crying out loud. Exactly. Exactly. It's the same thing. Year after year after year. K-State, we feel like we're getting disrespected, and Texas is way too high. And basically, the Texas story this year, it's a two-man show. B. John Robinson and Xavier Worthy. Running back and receiver. Two that are considered to be the best at their position in the Big 12. Now, I beg to differ with, of course, hashtag my boy Deuce Vaughn. Being the best, which by the way, I also saw some Heisman Trophy odds on him today. Ten thousand to one. Yeah, I would. I would put twenty bucks on twenty bucks on that. Ten thousand to one, absolutely. 
Actually, I think it's plus ten thousand. So if you bet the twenty bucks, you could win like two grand. You have to bet the hundred dollars to win the ten thousand. So there you go. Now the other betting odds here is better, but maybe not that much better. Hmm. And this is the win total over under. And this is from Bet Rivers, so another betting site. Where K-State sits in the uh, over-under on how many games they're going to win this year is six. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, right now. I'm going to say it right here, right now. Betting is allowed in Kansas, hopefully soon. I would take a couple hundred dollar bills to wherever or online. Put it on the cats. Jump, For the over. Mm -hmm. Duh. Now, to me, that's not as much as disrespectful what we just had with the chances of winning the Big 12 at 50-1. to 1. Again, that is very silly in my opinion. But you have Iowa State there in the middle, and Iowa State's losing everybody from this last year. Right. And they're 12-1, to 1, and that's the fifth best odds. I mean, I, Oklahoma, of course, would be at the top. They're 7-4. Texas is 2-1. to 1. Oklahoma State's 5-1, to 1, and then Baylor is 15-2. I would put Baylor at number two. I mean, after that, it's pretty much a crapshoot, really. Maybe Oklahoma State at three. Um, and I would pick K-State probably five-ish, like fifth best, four or five, like in that area. I think that's very spot on where the Cats should wrap up. But, I mean, Baylor should be pretty decent this year. Oklahoma, I mean, they just hired the best defensive coordinator in the country to be their head coach. Um, they just picked up a – quarterback in the transfer portal and Dylan Gabriel who was very solid at UCF Oklahoma should be pretty good should be pretty good I don't like West Virginia having better uh, you know 40 to 1 odds compared to K-State's 50 to 1 odds West Virginia should be a bad team they should be ninth place in the Big 12 they I, I know they got a decent a good defensive line that comes back but you know what JT Daniels is transferring there. Here's the deal. He ha he is not going to have an offensive line to protect his backside. And the thing that floors me, someone I saw earlier pointing out, well, JT Daniels is a five-star guy. JT Daniels is a journeyman at this point. He has not shown success at any level at this point in his previous stops. So why would you expect that he's going to do so at West Virginia? where last year quarterback was sporadic at best. Take the Cats over with the six. Which, let, let's see. Let's see if we get offended by anything else here. Texas is at eight and a half. You know, actually, I think that's kind of fair. Eight and a half? Yeah. I mean, again, the two-man show. Uh, defensively, they got some work to do to replace some guys. Um, and I didn't want to turn this into giving a preview of every team in the Big 12. But, I mean, Texas 8.5, I think that is fair. Texas Tech is getting 5.5, and, and so is West Virginia in the over-under on, on total wins. Iowa State's getting 7.5. I will take Iowa State as a 500 team. Kansas is at 2.5. I saw the question going around earlier today as well. Is Kansas going to win two conference games this year? <laughs> because they have not done so since... 2008 is the last time they won two conference games in one season. Uh, my guess would be no. Let's take a timeout. When we come back, I'm a little bit baffled that this is even a headline. But the potential of Dallas 
adding a second NFL team. That's next. Mitch, Troy, Sage, it's the game on K-Man. Follow me on Twitter at MitchTheFort. You can also hit us up on my Twitter account or at the game K-M-A-N. If you have a question for the show, you can also call us 537-1350. Troy, is that... Sage, just turn me off for a second. What are you trying to do? Censor me? <laughs> that was an accident. So sorry. My goodness. I didn't think I cussed or anything. <laughs> my Troy, bad. <laughs> Troy, you're at Troy Coverdale, right? She she apparently didn't like. Yeah, my Twitter is at Troy Coverdale. She apparently didn't like something from uh, from our conversations about Guns and Roses. Trying I guess. To, I'm, I'm trying to plug the show, get us more listeners. Right? Which, by the way, if you miss the show, SoundCloud, we put all our shows up there by the hour. The game came in. Go search for it or wherever you have your podcast. I'm surprised Sage didn't turn me off again. Goodness, but remember that. <laughs> anyway, she does have all the control over there. By the way, she shut us off. There's nothing we could do. Uh, this was a just insane headline I saw earlier today. It's actually thanks to the Dan Patrick show. I even knew about it because I, I noticed CBS Sports, or I'm sorry, uh, NBC Sports was doing a lot of the coverage on this certain topic. Oh, so so uh, pro football talk. Yes, got it. Yes, okay. you're exactly right. Um, ever since the NFL expanded to uh, 18 weeks. In a 17-game regular season, I mean, there have been some talks, like some chatter, but like the NFL doesn't have any plan in place right now whatsoever of doing this. But there's been talks like, will the NFL maybe extend to 34 teams instead of 32? Which, I mean, I think that'd be cool. I guess more the merrier. Be interesting to see a couple of more get in there, more com- competition. I suppose harder to make a a Super Bowl, but. Um, Old Dallas Mayor Eric Johnson spoke up about this. Oh, boy. And he tweeted that he feels that Dallas is the most deserving city for an NFL expansion team. He went on to talk about how that they're about to pass the Chicago Metro and become the third largest metro in the United States, which, by the way, I have not seen evidence of that. No, Dallas uh, still falls behind Houston in that area. Well, I'm pretty sure Dallas falls behind San Antonio Mm. in that as well. The last population numbers I've seen, which the last numbers were from 2020, was that San Antonio was the seventh largest by population, the seventh largest uh, city in the United States. Dallas comes in at number nine, and Houston is number four. But Chicago is number three, and then L.A. and New York City is two and one which, of course, New York and L.A. do technically have two NFL teams. And when I say technically, New York, actually, the teams are in New Jersey. Uh, about a 30-minute train ride from uh, Madison Square Garden out to MetLife Stadium. I've done it before. So, uh, and anyway, he, he went on to say if L.A. and New York can both have an NFC and AFC team, then Dallas, the capital of football, Yes, he said that. The capital of football, which, you know, Dallas Cowboys, you can argue, uh, surely can. Go ahead. You got something to say? I just was going to point out you were correct on San Antonio at number seven. Dallas is number nine. So 
if we were to you know throw out some cities that yeah. would be a candidate for an expansion team, I would think San Antonio for sure. I, I know, I think they've definitely shown some interest. Salt Lake City would come up as a potential site. Interesting aspect of that: San Antonio's owner in the NBA thinking about playing a few more games in Austin with their new arena in place, which is interesting because it would be ten thousand seats versus what you normally oh get in San Antonio. I can't imagine. Like I, I know Texas games, I'm sure are bad, but like if an NFL team was put in Austin, oh, and the way the the, the structure of the streets oh, and the brutal. highways in Texas are set up, that would be the worst parking situation in the United States. But uh, so San worst Antonio, so the Spurs are talking about playing a few more games in Austin, and immediately San Antonio fans start flipping out. I don't think San Antonio is that far from Austin. It's not. The point being, though, that they don't want to, they're yeah. afraid their team is going to move to Austin. It's their team. But the thing is, what arena? The Moody Center is 10,000 seats for basketball. They're not going to move. Anyway, so off, off no, track. I get, but, I get what you're saying. But that's where the argument, you know, is interesting because, yeah, you're right. San Antonio would be a very good expansion, but even there, they're going to have to have a different stadium. But the thing, yes, that's the thing. So, Mr. Johnson says, you know, they would want to put a stadium in Dallas, so this would be separate from AT&T Stadium, which is in Arlington. So then do you replace the Cotton Bowl? I don't know about that. I mean, that I, I guess that is one part of the conversation, Oof. but I don't I don't think so. I think the, the, the Cotton Bowl is so historic that, uh, especially with what it used to be and now it being the home of the Red River rivalry. You're sh- but you're getting really one big game a year in the place, and everything else is kind of City League? I mean, I don't know. I'm sure they could find space for it. But if they were to also maybe consider, you know, Jerry Jones does own AT&T Stadium, oh, I'm yeah. sure. Dual rent. I mean, I'm, yeah, people may think, you know, he wouldn't want that, that competition. He owns the he's a cow, he's a Cowboys guy. It's not like he wants the money Stan Kroenke's getting in L.A. Yeah, but I, I I mean if I was Jared Jones, absolutely bring him on. That's ten more games in my state or not ten more, um, eight eight more games in my stadium. Yeah, absolutely. But the thing is, here's 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 my question: Who is going to root for this team? Who would root for a second team in Dallas? Dallas no. Cowboys have one of the largest fan bases in the world. Right. The Houston Texans, they already had a fan base when they started there because it was just six years removed from the Houston Oilers moving to Nashville. Mm-hmm. So they already had an NFL fan base that was needing a team. The Dallas fan base, the Dallas Metro, has a team. And it's God's team. It's America's team. It's the five-time Super Bowl champion Dallas Cowboys that that has a giant stadium. I should have known you were going to go there. I mean, ask the NFL how important it is when it comes to a team's value and the team the money ranks ranks in every year when it comes to ticket sales, when it comes to merchandise sales, when it comes to concession stand sales. I mean, you know, the the COVID year the NFL had when hardly any fans were in the stands, ask the NFL how much money they lost that year. Four billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not the it's not the biggest P 
piece of the pie when it comes all the to the money the teams rake in. I mean, keep in mind, I mean, what's really pushing these teams and making a lot of money is you know the media rights mm-hmm. and the TV deals. Yep, yeah, that's what's gonna. Yeah, go ahead. Here's here's what I think of as all of this gets brought up. I'm reminded of that there was a point in George Steinbrenner's ownership of the Yankees that he dallied with the possibility of moving and leaving Yankee State, leaving the Bronx. Think about that for a moment. How outrageous that would be. Well, similarly, here's Jerry with his team there. Why would you need a second team in that spot? Unless you're just looking for the money involved in it. A second team in Dallas just does not jibe with what the NFL, I think, wants to do. And it's definitely not going to jibe with what Jerry wants to do with the fan base. Okay, keep talking. And this is going to sound nuts. Okay. I may have just witnessed something paranormal. Oh, God. I know this is going to get weird. This is gonna, I need to go. I, you sure this wasn't Sloan? Cover for me for 10 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> what? Th- th- this is almost where we need the uh, Monty Python intermission music, actually, as Mitch tries to figure out. Or is it just a dirty window? Okay. So here's. <laughs> okay, so here's what happened. It, it, it doesn't appear to be paranormal. Okay. So what happened was, through the corner of my eye, I saw something fly in the air. Okay. From the, It looked like it flew in the air from the table, and I caught it falling down. But it appears that maybe some loose paint from the ceiling fell, ah. and I just kind of caught it. Okay. But it looked like paper flew in the air, and it crashed the floor. I was like... I mean, you got to realize. So I'm talking about the B104 studio, and I'm looking at you. So the B104 studio, from my angle, is like my 2 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Normally, I'm in front of that window. Yeah. And I see this flying object go up in the air, which, what it looked like at the time. But maybe, you know, my eyes are playing a trick on me. And then it falls down to the ground. I mean, I, ha- I it caught my attention. And you saw me look over. I looked over and stared. But uh, it doesn't appear to be anyway. Anything. To go back to the point, as, though, as somebody who is, as somebody who has experienced paranormal activity before, I'm, okay. you know, I okay, I got to investigate. I've seen a door open by itself, and then investigate and notice that nothing could have caused that, and then something super right. weird. Right. So the thought is, I mean, you know, Steinbrenner made noises about wanting to potentially move the Yankees. You're not going to move the Yankees out of the Bronx. And in Dallas, you're not going to put another football team in there to compete with the Cowboys. I mean, there are just kind of givens, given what those franchises are worth. And given what they mean in terms of the image of the league, I don't even see why you would broach the subject of a second team in Dallas. Unless you're trying to claim that Fort Worth, being with Dallas as the Metroplex, makes it so large that, for crying out loud, Chicago's the third largest in the in the country, and they don't have two teams. 
They barely yeah. have one, the but that's is, another matter altogether. That's another story. You're not going to add a second team in Chicago. No. Again. No. The Chicago Bears are the oldest NFL franchise there is. They chased the Cardinals away once already. Again, another another point I want to add to who's going to root for this team. Keep in mind, like I mentioned earlier, Cowboys have one of the largest fan bases in the world, and this is coming from a Cowboys fan. They're very delusional. Cowboys also fans true. also think every year the Cowboys are the best team in the world, and they're going to probably win the Super Bowl. So that fan base isn't going anywhere. It's not going to exactly just jump ship to another team by with the announcement of another team being added. Which, by the way, what's going to be the name of this team? For some reason, the first name that popped in my mind was the Dallas Deputies, which would be a great team name if it was ran by a fifth-grade classroom. I'm going to refrain from utilizing mine that I told you off air. Okay. We'll, we'll keep it clean, folks. Man, what a, what a segment we just had. <laughs> the paranormal completely spooked him. The, the Cowboys almost having competition in their own town to potentially the uh, radio station being haunted. But it looks like we've debunked both. We've given a reason why <laughs> this place isn't haunted and why this Dallas mayor is a moron. Now, if we have issues with Brandon tomorrow morning because something comes in and swoops in and takes him away, we'll, we'll discuss that. When we come back, number one song of the day. Definitely not. From 1987, You Keep Me Hanging On by Kim Wilde. One week and number one. The attempted comeback after Kids in America was the lone hit. And from a British artist as well. Uh, Pop singer, DJ, television presenter, and gardener from uh, Chiswick, England. Man, was she big in the UK? Not oh, so yeah. big in the United States, but huge in the UK. As a matter of fact, she holds the record for being the most charted British female solo act in the 1980s. 17 top 40 hits in the UK in the 80s. Dang. Uh, worldwide, I'm surprised this is actually a low number. She's sold 10 million albums. I thought that'd be much better. Very Brit-centric in her career. Now, starting, though, in 1998, while still active in music, she started to branch out in an alternative career in landscaping and gardening. Kind of the same thing, right? And uh, she ended up with her own show on BBC. And in 2005, she won a gold award for her courtyard garden at the Royal Horticulture Society's Chelsea Flower Show, which I would imagine it's the same thing of like winning a blue ribbon for a 4-H thing 
so random. <laughs> but she's put out 14 studio albums, two top 40 hits, and only number one. But Which, by the way, I thought that 4-H line would have been a lot funnier. You guys didn't laugh. No, you know. I thought that was a, I wasn't a 4-H great kid. line. Neither was I. This is from her fifth album, Another Step. So this song is about a woman who knows her fellow doesn't love her, but isn't man enough to break up with her. All she can do is plead with him to set her free. I've been there. Sage, have you been there in that situation? Yeah, I have. Troy, I'm sure he's been there many times. (laughs) Just doesn't have the, the guts to break it off, so you're hoping she does it. Oh, Lord. And then she moves out. You keep the place. Yeah, like that's ever going to happen. Let's see here. So, okay. So cover song upon cover song. It's one of the most covered songs in chart history. Uh, It was first recorded by the Supremes in 1966. As a matter of fact, the song was written for them and reached number one. It's the second. It's the remake the closest remake to it, though, that floors oh. me on this song. Yeah, Vanilla Fudge. <laughs> Which, shout out to Carmine at Peace. He's one of my favorite drummers of all time. And he was a member of Vanilla Fudge. Within a year of the Supremes. That peaked at number six. And then 32 years later, we have Miss Kim Wilde, who went number one. And she became, the at the time, the sixth act to go number one with a song that previously went number one with another group. There are now nine of those. And by the way, this song has also been recorded by Tom Jones. You know, what's new, Pussycat? Mm-hmm. Uh, Rod Stewart and Reba McIntyre. Which, by the way, I don't like how Reba McIntyre spells her last name. Uh-oh. I gotta actually look it up right now. Is that the real spelling, or is it even her real name? No, it's her real name. Is it, like, but is it the real spelling? It is. Yeah. Okay, so the way, okay, so it's spelled Mac and then the word entire, mm-hmm. like how you would expect it to be spelled, mm-hmm. but it's not like the traditional way of McIntyre. Right. Man, the way I want to say this, it might be offensive, but like, you know how people change, like country singers will change their name to something more simple, and maybe in a way it's considered more marketable or maybe more memorable, easy to remember. Less syllables. I, I thought maybe like she changed the spelling to the way she would think her fans would spell it. Uh, I was going to say you're you're pulling up on Am an I Oklahoma say, joke there. Aren't I'm you? trying to <laughs> say that without offending a bunch of country music fans. <laughs> Just call it an Oklahoma joke, and you're good. Oh man. <laughs> For me, it's just there's no A in it. That's really what gets it. Because it's like, you know, you don't say Macpherson. You say McPherson. So it's like McIntyre. Okay. Uh, okay. I, sure. Yeah. Given, though, that she's got that distinct Southern drawl. That's fair. <laughs> the, the, the way I consider the traditional spelling of McIntyre is M-C-I-N-T-Y-R-E, or it's one of them. Yeah, right. You know, but it's yeah. in the neighborhood. Usually yep. an I, not an E. Uh, there at the beginning after the Mac. Let's see what else do we got here. Um, what a diversion. 
Okay, so this was later ranked 34th best song of 1987, yeah. according to Billboard Hot 100. Sound about right? Sounds about right. But hey, over in the UK, it was number one in their book. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, Sage Sage is going to have some uh, Ask Us Anything. Sage, take it away. All right. First question is, I feel like an easy one. I feel like most people know. Would you rather order in or eat out? Depends on the day. That's that's fair, too. Yeah, I was thinking about that a little bit. I was like, yeah, sometimes I feel it. If it's pizza, ordering in. Yep. Yes. But if it's like burgers or something that's not fast food or, you know, like... Or if it's Chinese food. Yeah. Unless it's a Chinese buffet. I mean, there's so many ways I would go at this. If Okay. I'll just break it down this way. I would actually rather go there to eat. Okay. Okay. That's fair. See, I feel like for me, I do like taking food home because I like to watch TV or whatever. You know, I'm like, ah, oh, I get to enjoy my show and eat a burger or something. Okay. So I'm going to ask this as well. We'll go a little bit of a different direction here. Mm-hmm. So I, I listen to this podcast called Are You Garbage? It's my favorite podcast. It's very entertaining, very funny. They always ask a question, though. When you go to a restaurant, do you take food home? And oh, yeah. they consider that trash. No, absolutely not. Always Mm-mm. take it home. I always take food home. Yeah, me too. I think maybe that's just a Midwestern thing. I or think it is. I won't necessarily say always, but I mean, let's be honest with what restaurant portions are. In the Midwest, uh, especially in the Midwest, they're huge. I'm yeah. taking, I'm taking half of that home. <laughs> can, can I ask? It, I, it's I, the old George Carlin joke about leftovers. The first yeah. time they make you feel really good, then later they make you feel really good. I'm saving my life when you're throwing them out. <laughs> so actually, I, I'm, I'm going to jump in and ask another question here because I saw this on uh, the Ask a K Rocker tonight. I thought it was a really good question. What? tourist site in the United States to you is overrated? I thought that was a fantastic question. Wow. Because my number one answer would be Times Square. I was going to say Statue of Liberty. In New York City. I saw somebody else say Statue of Liberty, but they're like, oh, you just you get on the Staten Island Ferry, they just take you by it, but you don't go up to it. I'm like, you can get on. Ding dong. Island. That's the Staten Island Ferry. <laughs> it takes you to Staten Island. Yeah. <laughs> Not to the Statue of Liberty. Yes. But, I mean, it's it's just one of those things that's like, once you've seen the Statue of Liberty, like, once or twice, it's like, eh, I don't need to see it many more times after that. Yeah, I mean, it's cool, though. But Times Square is a, just a giant tourist trap. Right. I mean, it's cool to see once. Go see it once. And if it don't go on a Saturday night, though, it's crazy. <laughs> but other than that, like, it's, you know, just a bunch of giant TVs with advertising. And there's so many other great places in New York City. I will say one place I've never been to, but I can tell you already it's overrated, Mount Rushmore. Fair. I, I mean, I like history. I watch National Treasure every so often. I'm like, wonder if that was real. You know, the second one when they go to Mount Rushmore? Yes. I'm like, wonder if that was real. That'd be amazing. <laughs> That's all I think about when I think about Mount Rushmore. We can, we can get one more question, I think, yeah. in here. Uh, would you rather be an expert in one thing or okay in many things? I feel like most sports guys are definitely an expert in one thing. I would rather be okay at many things. Okay. I, I like to be versatile. I think I would feel the same way. I like being well-rounded. Hi, I'm the guy who's also doing mornings. 
<laughs> hey, that's the show. We'll see you tomorrow.